Join Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin for a new monthly edition of the Capital Ideas Podcast. It's your look inside one of the world's largest asset managers. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Invest 30 minutes today. American Funds Distributors, Inc. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code Radio20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival. All right, let's uh, get over to our next guest because we're being told that the U.S. is exploring the possibility of new export controls that would limit China's access to some of the most powerful emerging computing technologies. We're joined now by Jordan Strauss, Kroll Managing Director and Kroll Institute Fellow. Jordan, thank you for joining us. Let's just uh, look at what is uh, perhaps the bigger picture here. This is about not just semiconductors, which is a very, very wide subject, but also in technologies to do with AI and quantum uh, computing. Is it now really explicit that uh, the White House is doubling down in its efforts to contain China? Hey, Rich, it's nice to spend the morning with you in Bloomberg. Uh, absolutely clear. We've seen that happen over the past few weeks where the Biden administration has finally settled on and really doubled down on a very aggressive strategy. You saw that uh, two weeks ago with the release of the new national security strategy, which identifies China as the primary geopolitical competitor in the world with the United States, with the change in um, uh, 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 verification for certain Chinese companies that are engaged in advanced semiconductor research. And uh, these rumors are are certainly fitting with all of that. Uh, you know, it's, it, it's clear that, you know, the, the future of national security and national prosperity, as much as it's been energy for the last hundred years, is high technology, is quantum AI and other chip enabled stuff. So, uh, you know, the Biden administration is recognizing that the chips are the new oil and they're doing everything they can to try to create uh, a, a competitive advantage for America. So in terms of timing, Jordan, do you think that the horse has left the barn, so to speak? I mean, is there still time to contain China in this in this way? Or have they already, or uh, the country writ large, has it uh, kind of advanced its own ambition to the extent that they have done work in quantum computing and AI? So there's been a lot of very healthy competition between the current great powers in this space, and that will continue. You know, I think that the administration's actions and the actions that other Western governments are considering, um, you know, in the United States, the passage of the, the so-called CHIPS Act um, and the Western equivalents of that, that that are likely about to pass in a few European countries, have made clear that everybody is trying to bring this stuff closer to their shores to build a domestic ability to conduct R&D and to conduct fabrication of advanced technologies. I would say, by the way, that that competition is good and not just good long term for companies that are engaged in this, but good for progress and innovation. On the U.S.-China front, there's been so much tension for the last 20 years that it, I think, short of a, a real diplomatic or scientific breakthrough, um, you know, the next the next year or two are probably going to be fairly difficult to navigate. Um 
Jordan, my colleague in uh, the studio is uh, Brian Curtis, and he, he's uh, got a doozy of a question here. It's, uh, would it make a difference if China were a free country? And going on to say, is it competition or is it politics? <laughs> um, so, uh, great, great question, Brian. The, you know, this is about the most critical developing technologies in the national security space. So these things can be used for everything from automated vehicles to automated drones to missiles and to, uh, you know, very, very advanced cybersecurity uh, challenges, particularly uh, with cryptography. I think that the states, regardless of their way of government, are competing as, as private actors are, uh, and they're competing with all of their might. So we have uh, Antony Blinken today, Secretary of State, picking up on what I thought was kind of an obvious conclusion based on the uh, speech the other night from President Xi, that Taiwan has created a, a much faster timeline, or I'm sorry, mainland China has created a much faster timeline for its seizure of Taiwan. Uh, is this, how does this enter into the conversation around advanced technologies? So Taiwan is the source of, depending on who you talk to, between 50 and 80 percent of the market uh, to include fabrication for certain kinds of next generation semiconductor technologies, you know, particularly the kinds of things that you need to do really, really powerful computational exercises. So there's a regional security issue and then there's also kind of a, um, a concentration of knowledge there. As far as the U.S. and the West are concerned, in addition to the other strategic priorities to uh, keeping Taiwan free, um, the loss of Taiwan would also represent, you know, perhaps not a crippling, but a very serious setback in terms of access to not just the kinds of semiconductors that we need to power the technology of today, but also the promise of the future. And I'd I, I note, by the way, that I, I suspect that's one of the reasons that the U.S. CHIPS Act received such wide bipartisan support, that there was this overwhelming recognition that the U.S. and the West's dependence on um, on Asia and particularly on Taiwan for advanced technology development was near total. Yeah, very interesting times. Uh, great conversation, Jordan. Thank you so much for being with us. Jordan Strauss there. He is Managing Director at Kroll. He is also a Kroll Institute Fellow. The countdown has begun. From May 14th to 16th, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Carter Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg. Join heads of state, influential ministers, and leading CEOs to make new connections, gain unique insights, and uncover valuable opportunities in one of the world's most rapidly rising regions. Request your invite for this exclusive event at QatarEconomicForum.com.